This is the Gospel and Mental Health Podcast. We are the Morgans, and we believe that by incorporating the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we can build better relationships, improve our mental health, and become better people. Hello again, and welcome to uh, the second edition or episode of our podcast, The Gospel and Mental Health. I am David Morgan, and I'm here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. And uh, we should actually make this podcast about procrastination because... (laughs) It's um, been a while. Yeah, I think our last one was, I was just checking, it was the beginning of February of 2019. It is currently, when is it? Uh, May May 25th, Memorial Day weekend. Of two thousand, still two thousand nineteen. So we haven't gone a full year yet. We really are going to try to do these things uh, fairly frequently. Um, at a minimum, I think, maybe twice a month. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the goal would be once a week. The goal is once a week, minimum of twice we'll a see. month. So now we're putting it on record for everyone to hear. So uh, that that is our commitment. Um, if the next one doesn't come out till August, then you can write us and tell us that. Uh, that we've we blew it um you can uh, find more information um at our my website at www.ldspsychologist.com and uh, like i said and if you have criticisms because like if the next one isn't until august and you want to write and criticize me you can find my email address on there and uh, email me with your critique um but so for this podcast we want to talk a little bit about the importance of uh, relationships and specifically about weekly dating. Yes. Um, right now we are at the Oregon coast. Um, we're looking out our window at the beach on a rainy day. Hey, it's pretty rainy. I don't yeah. know if we're going to walk on the beach today. Yeah, we might not get a beach walk unless we want to get really wet. <laughs> um, our two kids that are left at home are actually gone on a trip with their theater program from high school. So we thought it'd be a good chance for us to get away get away yep um and it is an annual tradition yeah i we were trying to remember when it started but it was at least 16 years ago it was before kennedy was born so um yeah we we had one of the young women from church was our babysitter for the first time away and i think parker was a baby so. I think so. I remember Kristen surprised me at Christmas uh, in one of uh, my Christmas presents. There, you don't, you may not remember this. There was a newspaper clipping that mm-hmm. showed the extended forecast for Lincoln City. I do not remember that. Yeah, and that was um, her way of saying that she had planned a night away. Um, and so for years we'd come at Christmas time, yeah. and uh, just in the past couple of years we we end up getting a lot of family at Christmas. Our kids who are now out of the home will come home. And so that seems like a worse time to go since you don't want to miss getting the time with them. Also, typically, the weather is better at this time of year. At least it was last year. It was, it's not <laughs> last right year now. was beautiful. Yeah, this uh, this weather is uh, not quite as nice, but the, nice. the beach is always nice. Um, so yeah, the, for the last couple of years, we've been coming uh, during uh, late spring, early summer. Um, but the the concept of spending time together with another is important um, in your relationships. And I guess specifically we'll talk about marriage today. Yeah, yes, yes I think so. Yeah, um, and I know that not everyone is married and, um, and this may not apply, but many of you are. 
and uh, and it's so important to keep that relationship um, fresh and and nurtured over time. Um, and that involves spending regular time with each other, just the two of you. Uh, doesn't have to be going away. We'll talk about that. Um, it can be right at home and for a quick date. Um, but we kind of got turned on to this idea right when we first got married and some advice that Kristen's parents gave to her. Yeah, so my parents told us that we needed to make it a priority to go on a date once a week. And my parents were really good examples of this from the time I can remember. So, you know, from the time I was little, my parents went out every Friday night. We had a sitter every Friday night until I was old enough to babysit. And then I became the sitter. And uh, we just knew, we just knew that we, we, that my parents, you know, made that a priority and they went out every Friday night. My mom always said that if she didn't go out every Friday night, she'd be crazy by the end of the week. So I could relate once I started having kids. So my parents set a really good example and of that idea of putting their relationship first. And so I think we figured out pretty early on uh, that we wanted, you know, the same thing for our marriage. I mean, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you can, uh, if you have children and if you have not, if your oldest is not yet old enough to babysit the others, um, get ready because oh, that is so <laughs> awesome when they are fine, so, when that oldest is finally old enough. Oh my gosh. When you can just kind of pick up and go and, um, the, the first time is pretty harrowing. We were just at, uh, in Utah visiting my family and my brother and sister-in-law, Mike and Heather, um, had left their oldest in charge. Yeah, they left their oldest in charge, and I don't know how uh, frequently they do that. Uh, I don't know. I think that was their first. It may have been. Yeah, time. it may have been one of the it one of the well, first though. times. It went very, very well. Um, she said that uh, the oldest was babysitting along with Alexa. The, yeah, see, uh, we did not have Alexa. <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> listen in on our home to see what was going on, and so we didn't even have. Did, I don't even know if we had cell. No, we would have had cell phones. When we were first, this was like in two. Well, let's see. How old was Jordan when he was able to babysit? Probably 10 or 11. We had cell phones. We we did, yeah, Yeah, because I think we got our first cell phone back in 99 or something like that. Um, Anyway, we digress. No, Alexa, but we did have cell phones. We did have cell phones. Um, And so, anyway, it's... um, Once you get there, it'll be awesome. (laughs) So... The frequency of dates. Well, let's let's talk about what what a date is to begin with. Um, and uh, Kristen has kind of a definition <laughs> of what a, what a date is considered. Well, I should probably specify that this is my own requirement. Um, for me, a date means leaving the house and having someone else watch my kids. So, it for me, it meant having a sitter or when the kids were older, watching themselves. And I had two requirements, which were one, dinner out, because if anyone knows me very well, they know I don't love cooking, that that stresses me out sometimes. So dinner out, and then the second, when the kids were younger, the requirement was that the kids had to be in bed <laughs> when we got home, because those of you with little kids or that had little kids knows that bedtime sometimes is just stressful and a whole lot of work. So those are my two requirements. Um, others may disagree. 
Yeah, and, and it varies from person to person. I mean, that that's what that's kind of what we established. And so as you're considering what it means for you to date, you know, as husband and wife, establish the establish the parameters. Say, okay, this is what's going to be considered a date. If it if it's too loose, then it then it's the type of thing that can fall down your list of priorities and um or if the husband thinks, yeah, we went on a date, and the wife thinks we didn't go on a date because it didn't meet her criteria. Yes. He says, well, hey, we went to Home Depot and picked up some fertilizer. You know, that was a date. But in her mind, she thinks that, that date means not. going to dinner or something like that. Then he could say, yeah, my wife and I have been dating for 30 years. And she says, we haven't dated in 30 years. Yeah. Also, I do, like, I hold fast to the rule that children should not be involved. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> once you once you implement children, I mean, maybe like an infant, a nursing infant. We had a lot of dates, sure, sure. with nursing infants. But like, once they're a lot of work, and you know, particularly can talk back or become involved, that does not qualify as a date. That is a family <laughs> outing. That is not a date. A date is you and your spouse, and a without fa- the distractions of children. And family outings are important as well. Yeah, but that's a different. But that's that's a, different a, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. So. So have family outings. Maybe we'll do that one next. Yeah, have family outings and have dates um, with just you and your spouse and maybe an infant who doesn't talk back. Exactly. Um, those are... Yeah, so, someone that you, you know, you can't really leave at home. That, that you couldn't leave at home. Um, so uh, some of the priorities we have, or not priorities, I guess the... Um, why we think it's necessary. Yeah, why we, th- why we think it's necessary um, and there's uh, t- talking about uh, making time to do it. Right. So I think the first thing, it's just like anything else in life. If you don't, you know, stick it in your calendar or you don't say like this is going to happen every week, it, it just, it won't happen every week. It won't happen because life gets in the way. So that going back to my parents, I think that was why they were such a good example. Really nothing interfered with Friday nights. We knew as children that that was date night. Um, they planned their life around that. And I would say we do the same thing. If it doesn't happen on Friday night, it typically will happen the next night. Yeah. And it's changed for us now that our kids are older. Yeah, it's and, a little bit. Um, we can go on dates all the time now. Like right. We can have a lunch date or we can have... So I, I'm not saying that has to happen every Friday. Like Friday needs to be your date, but I think it needs to be a weekly occurrence. I think it needs to be a regular occurrence. And I think that... Y- you need to calendar that and make every effort for it, you know, not to get sidelined by something else because there will always be something else if you let it. Well, there is always going to be something else that, that gets in the way of it. There, we have so many things going on. Most of us do. And, um, and almost all those things are important as well. It's not that unimportant things are getting in the way of dating and spending that valuable time with each other. These things are important, but, um, but I think dating at some point needs to take a priority. Uh, and one of the reasons is that it communicates something about your relationship to each other. It talks about the value of your relationship. Um, if, if, um, if dating is more important than a sporting event or a hobby or, a, or studying for an exam or something like that or a book club or whatever it is, then what that says to your spouse 
is you are important to me. You are so important to me that I'm willing to forego things that I would typically do, things that I enjoy in order to spend time with you. And, and, and you may not say that explicitly, you know, you may not sit down and, and, you know, take their face in your hands and look deep into their eyes and say that. But just the act of you, you know, when your friend calls and says, hey, let's, uh, let's get together this weekend, you say, hey, I can't Friday night because I'm going out with my wife, or I'm going out with my husband, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can think of many instances over the years where something came up, like maybe a girl's night out or something. And, you know, for me, I just... I just knew that Friday nights were important, that it was important that, that we spend that time together. And so very rarely did something interfere with that. Plus, I just really like going on dates with you. <laughs> we have a lot of fun together. Um, the other thing is that it provides a chance to uh, for the two of you to, um, to, I guess, maybe reconnect. I don't know. I mean, when we were... When we were younger, and when our kids, we have six kids, um, all two years apart, so in 2003, we had 10 down to zero, right? right? Yeah, that um, was busy. It was extremely busy. Um, I was just getting started in a private uh, psychology practice. Uh, Kristen was getting involved in PTA and things like that. We were both busy um, with church. Busy with church. Um, in various callings and those sorts of things. And so uh, it was, there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, I think, I, I don't think it even matters what stage of life you're in. I think that it's really easy to get caught up in just life, you know, just managing life. And while you might, you know, see each other at home or, you know, you might talk, it, you don't really talk. It, it's kind of just you know, getting through the day, doing what needs to be done. Um, and so it's easy to sort of like be together, but not really be together, you know, just to talk about the kids or talk about, you know, the calendar or talk about, I don't know, work, those sorts of things. So I think that idea of making that time weekly to, to just have the chance to, to reconnect and, you know, check in with each other. You know, you can go, you can go days without, really saying hey how are you <laughs> right that um con- the concept of emotional intimacy is important here um and that if for for if you don't know what i'm talking about it means being connected with someone on an emotional level and kind of being vulnerable with that person on an emotional level telling them about what's going on and how you feel about things um, i see in a lot of relationships um very good relationships um happy people, content uh, companionships, but it's very superficial. Uh, I I don't know that they talk about, uh, you know, deep emotional issues and they're afraid to kind of get close to each other. Um, I I always, I think of relationships as, uh, especially when they start out as, you know, all of us to a certain degree are kind of scared. We don't, no one wants to get hurt. And when you open yourself up to someone emotionally, you become quite vulnerable. And so I see us all in these suits of armor, you know, coming to these relationships completely defended against the other person. Um, Well, I think that's why it's so important to start that when you're young, when you're newly married, mm -hmm. because if you, which which is why it was such great advice from my parents, because if you can start that, you know, right off the bat or early on, then you don't have all those walls built up. I mean, it's definitely, it's not impossible. And of course, if you're not dating weekly and you've been married for 
20 years, we're still saying start it now. But right. the sooner you start, the, the easier it is to be, you know, you're, you're practicing. You're practicing being emotionally intimate with, with one another. Right. And that's, and, and using the example of armor, it's um, as each person takes off a piece of armor, then that shows the other person that there's safety there. And so, right. you know, it, it, when Kristen and I married in 1991, I think I showed up in fully armored because um, I was, I, I don't think I was very emotionally intimate at all. Um, I was very scared. I loved her deeply, but I was scared of being hurt. And I think and Kristen kind of showed me how to do that. I think she was probably the first one to take off her helmet. And then I thought, okay, that's okay for me to take off my helmet. And then before you know it, we're just standing there in regular clothes and, uh, um, and not concerned about, you know, being damaged by the other person. Absolutely. So that, um, and the other thing is, and so as your relationship continues over time, especially if children are involved, you know, we're looking at, geez, two more years from now being empty nesters. Right. Um, and so then it's just the two of us. And if we have spent the last 30 years not knowing each other, uh, you know, ships passing in the night, it's going to be an odd dinner time, you know, with just, yeah, just the two of us. Definitely. I think, well, and, and I think we'll talk about this here in a second about one of the reasons that they, that weekly dates don't happen. But I think it's easy to let your relationships with your children kind of, uh, supersede your relationship with your spouse it probably goes back in some ways to that emotional intimacy level or issue but at the end of the day it's going to be you and your spouse together yes. it's not going to be i mean hopefully it's not going to be you and you know it's not going to be us and our six kids and all of their families living at home like right. we want them to hopefully not hopefully not <laughs> yeah we don't have room um, <laughs> so yeah we want them to grow up and move on and have their own families and their own successes and so that's why it's just so important that that you and I connect. That's why, you know, to me, the marriage is the most important thing, and the kids are a close second. I, I totally, I totally agree. That's the that's the key. The, the husband and wife have to be the glue. They're what hold the marriage together. Um, and and if the kids are your first priority, I would suggest you reconsider your <laughs> exactly. priorities. Um, I think people don't like to hear that. I, they I don't like. They don't like to that's hear That's a it. hard thing for people to yeah. hear. And it's funny because whenever this subject comes up or we talk about this idea of dates, I usually hear a lot of you know buts or excuses why why it's not possible or it's not feasible. So. I think that 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 we should address <laughs> those. Let's talk about let's talk about some of the excuses that we hear, some of the excuses that um, that we had, you yeah, know, back definitely. back in the day when when dating was more difficult, but that we tried to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the what's the one that we hear the most? Money, money would be the Have, first having one. too much money. That's no. the problem. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I would say the idea uh, money either to not go out and do something or not not having sufficient money to hire a sitter okay so i hear that one a lot and 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 that's practical I mean, I mean there are yeah money is especially when you're f- when you're first starting out you i mean you may not have uh, two pennies to rub together Kristen and i are currently in a um, self-reliance class through our church where we're learning about personal finance and um it's clear that uh that there are many people, and I, I would have to assume 
well, worldwide, I guess there's, you know, third world countries, money isn't an issue at all because they just don't have any. But um, in the United States, uh, there's a lot of people that are underemployed, a lot of people that are unemployed, and it's hard to, to do that. So how do you date? How, how, do, how do you have a date when you don't have money? Well, first thing, again, you, you define how you're, what a date means to you, you know, and maybe for you, a date is locking the kids in the house and going in the backyard, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, okay, or... Or, you know, putting your kids to bed and then, you know, making time to watch a movie right. or to cook a meal together or something like that. I can remember, I don't even know if you remember this, years and years ago, we spoke at something and, and it was on the subject, making time for each other, and I just remember at the time saying... and. And we, I think we were just out of school, so we did not have very much money, but we did date every week. And I remember saying, I feel like if if you spend money to get a sitter and to spend time together, that it will work out. The Lord will provide. That is a righteous desire. Yeah. It's a righteous desire to spend money together, or to, to spend time together. And so... Um, it will work out. I think that generally speaking, there are means. And I, I think that's true. And and you can ask in prayers, Heavenly Father, we want to go on a date and we have no idea how to do it and have him provide uh, solutions. That Maybe there's another poor struggling family in sure, the ward and say, hey, we'll watch your kids while you watch yeah. our kids next week. That sort of thing. Um, you can, you know, just go uh, and you could go to go to the park or go for a hike or something like that. Yeah, your date doesn't have to cost money. I would exactly. say, you know, it's definitely easy to do something that's free. The sitter might be a little bit more of an issue. But yeah. again, there's family or friends or yeah. you can trade. I find it seems to me that usually when people cite money as their reason, while that might be a concern, there tends to be other issues besides money yeah there's one of the things we hear sometimes as well is people saying well i don't want to hire a sitter it's not a question of money no because they have the money to hire a sitter they're saying my kids are terrible and i don't want them to you know i don't want to subject a sitter to my terrible children or sometimes it's a control issue saying i don't want anyone to be with my kids except for me yeah i i think that one's more likely yeah and i think uh not to totally generalize but typically it's harder for moms sure. to leave their kids. It can be. You have to lower your standards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just had to accept early on they're probably not going to, you know, their experience with their sitter is not going to be the same as it is with me. And so as long as they're, you know, alive, relatively happy, and again in bed, in bed was a requirement, <laughs> then I counted that night as a success. And, and I think also with parents... Uh, sometimes kids don't like having a sitter, especially if it's a new thing for them, which to me is all the more reason to have sitters on occasion because they get used to that, that idea of someone else. Uh, Our kids really liked most of the time having a babysitter. I think so. It was, you know, it was something different and our sitters were good and, you know, brought activities and had fun. So I have to tell you a quick story. So we hired a young woman to babysit one time (laughs) and, um, and so we uh, we told our kids that we're bringing bringing her back. We were going to hire her again. Yeah. Heather, her name was Heather, um, and uh, and our oldest son Jordan says, "Oh, Heather's coming back. Great." He says, "Can we play the naked man game again?" 
And I said, the, na- uh, the, the naked man game? What are you talking about? He says, you know, you know, the one you play in the closet, the naked man game. I said, you played a naked man game with Heather in the closet? I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm trying to be calm, but, yes. you know, I'm, I'm a new psychologist and I'm thinking about mandatory reporting and all these sorts of things. I'm going, oh, my gosh. And I said, well, what closet? Said, you know, your closet upstairs. I'm like, well, can you come kind of show me about walk-in this? Closet. It was a closet. It was a walk-in closet. So he goes into the closet. He points up on the top shelf and he points to the game Operation, <laughs> which, if you're unfamiliar, has the picture of a, a man on the front and, and you pull little things out of them and try like not to get parts, body like parts and titties. try not to get shocked and everything. It's a really bad way to describe it. It sounds like a horrible game. It's actually a pretty fun game. Look it up if you don't know what Operation is. But the man is naked. But, but the man is naked. It's not graphic. It's not graphic. Uh, it's not but graphic but it is he, an outline. He, he of does a man not have any clothing. clothes on. Oh. And so I, I told Jordan, I said, oh, okay, um, sure. You can play the naked man game with Heather, and by the way, it's called Operation. <laughs> yes, and let's call it. That and I'd prefer you to refer to it by that uh, in the future. Um, a fun fact that our daughter Kennedy ended up babysitting for that babysitter. She lives down the street. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. And she should have brought Operation just to complete the circle. Um, another thing that can get in the way of regular dates is lack of planning. If you if you listen to this podcast and you think, okay, yeah, we really should do this. Um, Get a plan. Sit down and figure out when it's going to happen. Set a date. Say it's going to be the first Friday of the month or the or of the week or every Friday or every Thursday or every Saturday or whatever it is for you. But try to establish that um, that time and really do everything you can to make sure that nothing gets in the way of it. Um, and that's going to be difficult if if you haven't made it a priority. But I just think it's it's so important. Yeah. Uh, you've just got to commit and stick to it. You know, it's kind of like going to the gym, right? It is. It, uh, <laughs> and, and that gets back to that idea of this being a priority in your lives and what that communicates to the relationship. Um, that you are, um, that your spouse is the most important thing to you and that is manifest by you doing this activity without fail. Um and and we kind of touched on this earlier, but another reason I think why people have trouble dating is because they don't feel emotionally connected with their spouse and they don't want to be sitting in a restaurant with just their spouse to talk to um, because they won't know what to say or it'll mm-hmm. feel awkward. Which if you feel that way, to me that just reinforces the idea of how important it is that you start yes. having those dates. And I think if I think if that really is is so uncomfortable, that idea, because I do know couples that that would be really uncomfortable to say, hey, we're going to go on this date. Then start by, you know, going out with another couple or, you know, doing some sort of group thing or something that maybe is a little less intimidating. But I I think eventually the goal needs to be that that you're making that time for each other and that that discomfort is gone. Yeah, that concept of emotional intimacy is really, really critical. Um, we have to, we have to have that with our spouse in order to have healthy relationships. And and if we don't, the relationship is going to erode over time. I'm not saying you know it's going to end in divorce or anything like that, but um, but it can be lonely. You can be married it, and be lonely. Absolutely, if you don't have emotional intimacy. I feel like that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, but. for sure. <laughs> there's there's great um, there's such great potential in marriage for uh, for amazing happiness. But you have to do stuff to, to get there. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when we talk about that idea of emotional intimacy, that it's it sounds big and heavy. But your, your dates don't need to be big and heavy. They can yes. be a time where you discuss sensitive issues or things that are hard. But, you know, I would say 95% of our dates are just, just having fun with one another. And the more that you do that, 
then naturally the inti- the emotional intimacy follows. And then you find that you just want to spend as much time as you can with each other. We have more than one date a week. We have plenty of dates a week, and <laughs> it's awesome. And I would say our kids know that we love we love each other more than we love them, and I think that's a good thing. And I, I do think that's a good thing. I tell them that they are my favorite people except for their mother. Absolutely. And, uh, so that's our advice. Go on dates. Um, make it a priority. Um, and uh, And there is happiness to be had. Um, anything else that you want to add, sweetheart? No, I, I think that's it. I think it's time for us to get back to our weekend getaway. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, signing off from the Oregon coast and uh, have a great day. See ya.